1: Hey everyone, Joe here. About a week before we recorded, Disney updated how Genie Plus works. So a lot of these tips are no longer valid. We are going to be recording an episode with updated tips, but in the meantime, if you're listening to this and have a trip sometime soon, just know that the best strategy for Genie Plus is to book lightning lanes early and often. So book them so that you can tap into your ride as soon as possible and just keep getting as many as you can early in the day, but we'll be back with more for episode 199. We'll leave this episode up for posterior because it was a lot of fun to record, so hope you still enjoy it. Thanks. Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we talk about some advanced tips for using Genie+. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered for bonus content. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing Chung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can connect with us disneydeciphered at gmail.com at ww deciphered on Twitter or on Facebook and Instagram at Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from Ads of Joe Flies.
0: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
1: Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So I have just gotten back from Disney World. I was on the ground in Florida for 48 hours, and that was only because of a flight delay. But got a lot of research done, got a lot of work done, learned a lot of things. So, over the next three episodes, we're going to kind of be spreading out all that knowledge. This episode, we're going to talk about some advanced Genie Plus tips that you might want to consider if you're trying to maximize using Genie Plus in the parks. Next episode, we'll talk about the Christmas After Hours party, and then the final episode, we will clean up anything that's left over from my trip. Leslie, you were uh, following along with the trip. I'm sure you had as much fun as I did uh, just seeing everything that was going on.
0: Yeah, I was definitely living vicariously through you and logged into your My Disney experience the whole time, like seeing what you were booking and like watching how the times were going. And it was super exciting and, and very illuminating. And we both learned a lot, even though you were the one testing it out.
1: Well, it was nice to have someone actually logged in as me at the same time so we could compare notes on what we were seeing. Now, I think really quickly before we get to the Genie Plus tips, we should just say thus far, I am not impressed with Disney Genie regular. I mean, people have talked about the bad recommendations that it has, but a lot of flaws. I think the first one is just in terms of the viewing interface. It's it's just not user friendly. Like you were looking at my app. You know, what did you think?
0: Yeah, it was really messy and it just messed up, you know, the tab that's my day. And you had some Genie Plus bookings and then it was mixing in regular Genie recommendations in there and you just couldn't see what you had booked and what it was recommending. It was really unclear. I really feel like they should separate out for people who aren't using genie regularly you know separate out the genie plus from that because it was messy and the things that they were recommending were ridiculous and you know not rides that anybody who knows anything about disney world would be wanting to do at that particular moment in time
1: yeah and there would be like long gaps so the last day i was only in the parks for a couple of hours and so i recommended that i go to kilimanjaro safaris first at animal kingdom which is fine that's a great idea but two things about that number one after i rode it it doesn't know that I've written it, so I need to tell it that I'm no longer interested in that to get a new recommendation, which is weird. And then the other thing was, like, after I finished that, its next recommendation for me was in two and a half hours. So I think a lot of that stuff needs to be worked out. They need to make that more user-friendly. Cynically, it's like, wow, Genie is so bad. They, maybe they're trying to, like, trick people into buying Genie+. Plus. But the reality is, actually, Genie+, Plus in the app... Is not that great either. It's just that you can kind of use Disney's bad IT to your advantage in Genie Plus to make it a more worthwhile product. But Genie itself, I definitely was not impressed. I should say though that I did like the dining recommendations like Brooke McDonald told us in episode one ninety-three when we first talked about Genie Plus. It's not perfect, but it did give me a good idea of kind of what was out there. Food wise. Now speaking of episode 193, we're not gonna re-go over all the basics of Genie Plus. Please check that out. Brooke did a great job of covering that and she started to touch on some of the advanced techniques we're gonna talk about today, but we are gonna focus on those advanced genie plus techniques. So we're assuming that you have a general knowledge of how Genie Plus works. If you do not, please go back to episode one ninety three. All right, so since I'm going to be doing a lot of the talking this week, Leslie, let's start with you. I think maximizing re- Genie Plus requires kind of an understanding of what is the crux of what your goal should be when you are using Genie Plus, because kind of making that your priority is what really unlocks the power of Genie Plus. So, Leslie, how would you kind of summarize what is your main goal with Genie Plus if you're going to try to maximize it on a given day?
0: So if you're trying to maximize Genie Plus, you really want to be working with multiple lightning lane bookings at one time. And we've talked about the word stacking before in episode 193. You want to be stacking up those return times. You want to be working with more than one. I mean, there's certainly the straightforward way of using Genie Plus, which is booking one every 120 minutes, but you're not going to get through that many rides that way. So we're going to be walking you through how you could be stacking up multiple rides, returning to in the afternoon, say to Hollywood studios and hitting Five headliners in the span of two or three hours. Lots of ways to unlock that. But that's really how you want to be working with it. And and we've mentioned before, you know, not everybody's going to buy Genie Plus every day. So if you're just buying it for one day of your vacation, you want to be blowing this out of the water and getting in 10 or 15 rides in a single day, right?
1: Yeah. And I should not have buried the lead. I, you know, I got to Hollywood Studios at about 530 on my arrival day and i got through six attractions using genie plus actually five attractions using genie plus one attraction thankfully due to the kindness of a cast member that was mickey and minnie's runaway railway but still um mickey and minnie's runaway railway was going to be a walk-on at that point of the day anyway or a 15 minute wait so i got on six hollywood studios attractions the next day i got on six epcot attractions and the also on top of that another nine or ten magic kingdom attractions honestly at some point i just lost track of how many attractions i was on and at magic kingdom there were rides that i skipped like big thunder because i was like way too full from lunch which we'll talk about in two episodes and other things like barnstormer which i got a lightning lane for but out of principle did not (laughs) decide to ride so you can get a lot out of these lightning lanes and genie plus so let's point out that I was able to be very successful and we'll talk about it a little bit as we talk about these tips. So if the goal is to be working with multiple Lightning Lane reservations at the same time, the thing that you kind of need to understand about unlocking these reservations is the Disney app allows you to book a new lightning lane when you have what we are going to call a qualifying event. Now, Tom Bricker calls it a last action, which I think is a pretty good term, but I prefer qualifying event because last action implies that you need to actively do something to get a new lightning lane allotment, but actually things can happen to you passively that allow you to have an extra allotment. So Leslie, why don't you share with us all the different Times that I was allowed to make a new Genie Plus Lightning Lane reservation after a qualifying event? Like, what were the different qualifying events?
0: Okay, so the most straightforward qualifying event is when two hours has elapsed since you booked your last Lightning Lane. So that 120 minute clock that we talk about all the time. If it's been two hours since you've booked that last attraction, you are eligible again. Note that this is only true if you haven't used that Lightning Lane. So this is for those times, say you book something at 7 a.m. and it's got a noon return time. park opens at 9, the clock starts at 9 o'clock, and 11 o'clock is 120 minutes later.
1: Yeah, and that's how MaxPass worked, right? If you didn't book a second MaxPass offering after 90 minutes for MaxPass, it was, you were able to book another one, even if you hadn't written right.
0: Exactly. So this is a rule that's definitely a holdover from the MaxPass days, but with not as advantageous of a time window. But we're go- hold, hold on, we're going to make it more advantageous, right?
1: Yes, yes. All right, so what are the other qualifying events? I feel like I'm enrolling in healthcare right now, but uh, please let us know. <laughs>
0: All right. It's that time of year. So we we timed it well. The next qualifying event is anytime you've tapped into the lightning lane to enter the attraction. So you walk up to the ride, you scan your band or your ticket, and that qualifies you. That's a qualifying event. Next one is If your lightning lane window expires, so say you've booked a lightning lane for a return time between noon and one, you haven't used it by the time one o'clock comes along, immediately at the end of that 1 p.m. time, you are eligible again. So that's going to be important. Remember that later because that's the key to a lot of the tricks that we're going to be talking about.
1: Yeah, and I'll say that was a little bit finicky because... Technically, you get a 15-minute grace period, and I never allowed my Lightning Lane to expire beyond that grace period. And so a couple times after my original one-hour window expired, I got the chance to book another Lightning Lane, and at other times I wasn't able to, so I'm still not quite sure what's going on there. But just think about it logically, right? If you did not ride your Lightning Lane and disney did not allow you to book a new lightning lane that would be pretty messed up so that's why when your lightning lane window expires you know you get another allotment all right two more what do we got
0: all right next time you have a qualifying event is when you cancel a lightning lane reservation that you're holding so you have something booked you decide you don't want to do it you're still in that window before it expires and you cancel it you're immediately eligible again
1: Right. And again, think about it like a normal user. If I cancel a lightning lane, I got to be able to make another one.
0: Exactly. And last but certainly not least, you are eligible again if a ride that you're holding a lightning lane for breaks down. And then the system will automatically give you a multiple experiences pass to go somewhere else to try another ride. So as soon as that conversion happens and you see the multiple experiences pass appear, Disney has assumed that ride is down for the count and you are eligible to book another lightning lane.
1: Yeah, so those are all the qualifying events that we've come up with so far that allow you to book another Genie Plus Lightning Lane reservation. So before we get to the advanced tips, let's just talk really quickly. Leslie, you and I, we game planned the night before my last day in the parks, and we were like, you know what? I don't need Genie Plus at Animal Kingdom if I'm only going to be there for the morning. If people are deciding they only want to use Genie Plus for part of the time, what are the parks that they should be focusing on for this extra $15 per day allotment
0: genie plus is best used in magic kingdom and in hollywood studios and i guess i'll put a little asterisk on that it's best used in hollywood studios as long as you have a very strict strategy and you know what rides you're going for and you start at 7 a.m because i think if you kind of are late to the party and buy it later in the day for hollywood studios it probably won't be worth it there so this assumes you're like going into the day you have a gang plan and you're not making a game time decision when you start your morning and roll out of bed and take your shower and then suddenly decide, oh, maybe I'll buy Genie Plus for the day.
1: Yeah, Hollywood Studios is going to require a lot of planning. Now, the other situation where Genie Plus might make sense to do a couple days on your vacation if you're not going to add it to your entire ticket is if you have a park hopper that really unlocks the power of Genie Plus. And so we'll talk about it. And so let's get to these advanced tips because we're going to get into all of this and you should be able to see why having a park hopper is great. So let me start with one simple tip and that is on the app itself if you get a return time that you don't like so you have to kind of physically click on the attraction that you want to get a lightning lane return time for when you click on the attraction originally on the app it'll tell you what your return time is but it won't have reserved it yet. You have to hit confirm to do that. So if you do not like the time that it's given you, you can actually immediately go back without confirming it and then come back in and get a new time. It's sort of similar to the old Fast Pass refreshing, but instead of just swiping down like you used to be able to do to get new Fast Pass times, you actually have to go back and then come back in. It's easier to show on the app than to actually explain. But Leslie, you didn't get to try this. Do you get the general gist of what I'm saying you can do?
0: Yeah, I do. And is this more for getting an earlier time or a later time? Or both?
1: Both, yes. Both. So for Soren, for example, when I went to Epcot, I really wanted a Soren Lightning Lane first thing in the morning. So ten A. M. when Epcot opened. Now the tip board on the My Disney Experience app was saying Sorn was having return times at like 1230 and I clicked on it. And the first return time it gave me was 1230. So I went back, I clicked on it again and I got a 10 a.m. And then I immediately confirmed that. So I was able to refresh and get an earlier time, which I wanted. But at another time, I actually wanted a later Slinky Dog Dash return time. And I kind of did the same thing, messed around, waited till I got a return time that I wanted and then booked it. So you can do it either way.
0: Got it. And I guess you risk losing a good time, say for I know Slinky Dog Dash, for example, moves really fast. So if you hesitate too long, you may be getting a time that's much, much later. But but yeah, I mean, I guess if a time doesn't work, a time doesn't work, and you're better off at least rolling the dice and seeing what you see.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of strategy that is Probably best done with things like Aladdin's magic carpets, Dumbo, you know, stuff where you're kind of tweaking the exact time that you want to go. But like I said, with Soren, it worked out well for me. Now, the second advanced tip is just a review from what Brooke told us again in episode 193, the concept of stacking. And so, What it boils down to is these qualifying events that we just talked about, they often can happen in succession in a way where you actually end up holding more than one lightning lane at a time. And this is called stacking. We covered in our first Genie Plus episode. One example is the one that Leslie gave. You have a lightning lane time that is after two hours after the park opens. So you get a New Lightning Lane reservation after two hours passed, and then you get a second one after you tap into the original Lightning Lane you made. Please go back to episode 193 where we went over that. I just wanted to remind everyone of the concept of stacking that you can get multiple at once. One important note that I'd like to add back in here is you need to book your unlocked Lightning Lane allotment before a new qualifying event happens. Otherwise, you lose it. So in this example... Let's say that I'm going to Hollywood Studios at 7 a.m. I book Slinky Dog Dash for 12 noon. The park opens at 9 a.m. So two hours after park opens is 11 a.m. So at 11 a.m. I'm eligible to book a new Lightning Lane. However, if I don't book that new Lightning Lane between 11 and 12 and tap into Slinky Dog, I'm only going to get one Lightning Lane to book. So I'm not going to be able to book twice so there's never like a time where i was able to book two lightning lanes in succession without having had a qualifying event in between does that make sense
0: yeah definitely so the point is as soon as something happens that qualifies you take the action of booking the next lightning lane with genie plus or it's gone forever (laughs) because whatever you do next will reset it your your eligibility
1: yeah, there are no rollover lightning lane allotments, as I think the way to say it. You know, actually, I don't know. Maybe our audience is too young. They don't even know what rollover minutes are, right, Leslie?
0: Uh, that's right. We're dating ourselves. Gen X-ers here.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Next tip. If you're not entering a park in the morning, you can stack by booking at 7 a.m. and then every two hours after park opens until you arrive. This is a really great strategy for a travel day when you're coming to Disney World. And Leslie, since you were following along with me minute by minute, why don't you tell us how did I handle Hollywood Studios that first day?
0: All right. So at 7 a.m., you immediately booked Slinky Dog Dash with Genie Plus. And like we said, that one moves really fast. So even if you're going right at 7 a.m., you're going to be getting a probably an afternoon return time. So you did that.
1: Let me add in here that if you're looking for an afternoon return time, you have between 7 a.m. and when the park opens to make that first lightning lane. Why? Because the two-hour clock doesn't start until the park opens. So even if I made that Slicky Dog Dash reservation at 8.58, I still would have been able to make a new lightning lane at 11 a.m. because that's two hours after nine.
0: Yeah, that's right. You just may not have gotten the time necessarily that you wanted. It might have been later in the evening or something like that. So I guess you just really have to sort of know when the times are that you're targeting, which you got a pretty good time. I think it was like kind of late afternoon, right?
1: It was like 5.30, yeah, or 6, something like that. Everything, every single attraction I got was around 5.30 to 6, <laughs> but yeah, continue.
0: All right, and then at 11 a.m. you were eligible again because I think Hollywood Studios opened at 9 a.m. that day, and so that was two hours after park open, and you went in and booked the next most popular attraction at Hollywood Studios, which is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. That's the next in danger of running out for the day after Slinky Dog Dash. So that kind of has to be your second move for stacking, right?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Unless you like are dying to ride one of the other attractions, I think Smugglers run a second.
0: All right, Joe, so you just kept doing that. Every two hours you were eligible again while you were flying down to Disney World. And I know you stacked up Rock and Roller Coaster and Toy Story Mania and also Star Tours, I think.
1: Yeah, and I got Star Tours not because I thought I was going to need it, Uh, because in the afternoon, Star Tours is basically a walk-on. But originally, I was planning on using some Lightning Lanes at Epcot later that night. And so I wanted to book the Star Tours because, again, I don't want to lose my allotment. And so by booking Star Tours, I kind of saved that allotment so that I could use it later. So, yeah, I had all these five rides stacked up. And it was within a two-hour period, between like 5.30 and 7.30. And I ended up riding all of these attractions. I went on Rock and Roller Coaster first and immediately texted Leslie that uh, I'm just too old for this. Because I felt sick for the rest of the day, which is partially why I ended up not using any Lightning Lanes at Epcot.
0: Insert joke about Joe being old.
1: (laughs) Okay, thank you. But one thing that you might be asking yourself is, how do I make sure that... I get Lightning Lanes in the afternoon if I'm trying to stack for Hollywood Studios. And this is one thing that we figured out that I really liked. If you want to get a Lightning Lane in the afternoon, as long as you're not visiting on a very busy day where it's going to be difficult to get to a park past reservation to where you want to go. If you have a park hopper, what you can actually do is you can book a different park as your first park and then genie plus will not give you a return time before 2 p.m because of the park hopper and park hopping rules so i actually had epcot as my first park for the day and so all the return times that i got the whole entire time were in the afternoon so that was kind of another way to kind of push the return times to the afternoon although again with slinky dog dash it moved so fast it didn't even matter anyway
0: Got it. And we should, you know, mention this is only if you know you can change up your your reservation, your park reservation for the day. So, you know, this is not to be done on, you know, a holiday weekend or something like that.
1: Yeah. Or next week, which looks incredibly crowded. But I will also say that I, like, had a backup plan in mind. I made sure that it was Epcot that I had a park reservation for because I knew that worst case scenario, I can just tap into Epcot, turn around and then walk to Hollywood Studios. So I... Uh, And I was staying at the Dolphin too. So, you know, that was not going to be too difficult.
0: Exactly. All right. Well, let's get on to a couple more of the advanced hacks. What did you do at lunchtime that turned out to be pretty awesome?
1: Yeah. So another hack or not even a hack, but just a tip that I would recommend is use lunchtime to your advantage. Like that is an idle time, but that is an idle time that you can use to stack your lightning lanes because while you're eating you can't tap into an attraction, but often it's going to take you a while to like get to where you're eating, uh, to eat itself. And two hours are going to pass. That's going to give you an extra lightning lane. Light. So I will give an example. I left Epcot at about 1230 on my full day in the parks. I had a 145 reservation at Steakhouse 71. I ended up getting there early and eating at 115, but I didn't finish eating until like 230, 245. Well, what did I do? At 12 30 as i was leaving epcot or thereabouts i don't remember the exact time i booked a lightning lane inside the magic kingdom and again because i was park hopping it gave me a return time that was after 2 p.m i think that was for big thunder at like 2 30 or something like that and then at 2 30 as i was, as i was finishing up my meal i booked another lightning lane into magic kingdom so don't forget that when you are idle or when you're traveling or when you're napping or whatever Two hours are gonna pass, that's gonna be a qualifying event, and you can add an extra lightning lane. So make sure you're efficient with your time, even when you're you know being lazy and relaxing. So conceptually, again, this is just reminding you that your idea is how can I get more than one lightning lane at a time? So letting two hours pass, or if two hours are naturally passing, making sure you get that lightning lane is gonna really help. There are other ideas that actually you had and came up with. Again, following the trip from California about how you can hold Park Pass reservations or save them for later. So why don't you tell us uh, what that idea was?
0: So... My idea was there are going to be times where you're eligible. You've had a qualifying event happen and there's not going to be a ride that you want to ride that's going to have a return time that works in your overall schedule. But you don't want to lose that qualifying event and lose that Genie Plus Lightning Lane allotment. So what you should do is go ahead and book something. Maybe book something that is, you know, a complete throwaway ride in another park that you're not planning to go to just to hold the spot. And then when... The ride you really want comes available, the time window's right, cancel that placeholder and book what you really want. So this is a great way to sort of keep your schedule open, to keep those slots alive. And I mean, you obviously have to be careful and make sure that you aren't missing like the expiration window or the hundred, you know, you have to watch your, watch your times, your 120 minutes and all of that. But it's a great way to just kind of pause everything, usually maybe for an hour or two and just wait for what you really want to come on the board.
1: Yeah. And this is actually a great strategy for, let's say that your two hours elapse, but you're about to tap into attraction like two minutes later, right? Because I don't know, your window's expiring or whatever. You don't want to spend that two minutes like debating like what's going to be the perfect lightning lane for you to book. So you just book anything, tap in to the attraction that you're going into. And then once you tap in, you can book something else. And then now you're holding two lightning lanes, which you can cancel later when you're ready to book the actual lightning lanes that you want to do. Now, again, here's where we make a reminder. If you're going to use this to kind of hold lightning lanes, when you cancel one, make sure you book the next one before you cancel a second one. I tested it out. I had two attractions and I canceled them both. I was only able to make one lightning lane after that. But if I tried to book one, Per cancellation that I would have been able to make too. Got it. All right. So the next tip that we have for you has to do with the fact that expiring lightning lane windows often will give you an extra tap in. So I'll just share what I did and that will be the example that we'll use. So like I said, I wanted a Soren at 10 o'clock for Epcot opening. Why? Because this is what I did. Well, I'll, Throw in here that I Rope Dropped Frozen Ever After, that was a walk-on. Then I went to Test Track, Single Rider, that was a walk-on as well. Um, This was all within the 30-minute early park entry for on-site hotel guests. I was staying at the Dolphin, so that qualified. So Rope Dropping and early park entry, still very important. After that, I had a Soren Lightning Lane from ten to eleven. I actually didn't use that. I went shopping. I think I wrote on Living with the Land. I, I, maybe I did some other stuff. But what happened was, by the time I got to Soren itself, actually, my Soren Lightning Lane had technically expired because eleven o'clock had passed. After eleven o'clock passed at eleven o three or so, Soren had expired, and I used that qualifying event to book a Lightning Lane for Spaceship Earth. However, Two minutes later, I tapped into Soren to actually go on the attraction, and I was able to book another Lightning Lane after that because expiring Lightning Lane is a qualifying event, and tapping into a Lightning Lane is a qualifying event. So I was able to get two Lightning Lanes out of Soren for the price of one, and so that actually started the stacking process a lot earlier than you know if i had had to wait 2 hours since epcot opened uh using the other kind of more chill after going in the afternoon strategy that we started off with
0: yeah exactly so you're you're essentially trying to get something right at park opening so that you can start stacking a little bit more than an hour later so it gets you going about an hour faster than the 120 minute strategy
1: yes and it also dovetails very well with rope dropping because when you're rope dropping you are riding attractions hopefully you're riding some of the attractions that you need to, you know, spend actual a la carte money on and avoiding having to spend a la carte money on them. But also the lines are so short, you can ride at whatever attractions you want and you can afford to let that hour window at the beginning of the park day expire so that you can generate two lightning lanes out of that. So that's kind of another advanced tip that you can use to get stacking earlier during the day.
0: Exactly. And I think that could work really well for magic kingdom even more so like we talked about hollywood studios gets pushed out later in the day pretty fast and you can't necessarily guarantee that early morning window unless you're booking maybe a less popular attraction but then you lose slinky dog so i I could see this working really well on a magic kingdom day as you're really just hitting the ground running because there's so many attractions that you want to get through and you may not actually run out at magic kingdom you'll run out at other parks
1: Yeah, I think Magic Kingdom is the park to do this. And honestly, I think once you're dealing with working with two lightning lanes at a time, that's probably enough to do everything that you want to do. You can push it to three and get really crazy, but three is probably the max that I would try to stack at any given time, because at some point, it just kind of gets too confusing. You don't need that many. You can't even ride that many attractions. So I had, I never at any point had more than three allotments stacked at a time.
0: Got it. Yeah, this was the problem I had with max passes. I was able to acquire more than I was actually able to practically use. So it's a good problem to have. It's nice to know it still is alive with Genie Plus.
1: Yes. So... Disney IT remains the same now and forever. And Leslie and I were talking about this. These are, in some senses, they are loopholes, but in other senses, like this is how the system needs to work. Like, you cannot deny someone a new lightning lane allotment if two hours pass because you wrote that in your rules. You cannot deny someone a new lightning lane if their lightning lane expires because you can't punish them for missing it. Right? Like, what if, I don't know, my kids started crying or something, and then all of a sudden I can't get lightning lanes for the rest of the day because my lightning lane expired. So I just think this is how the system is designed, and this is kind of how we can maximize the system.
0: Yeah, absolutely. From a programming perspective, these rules absolutely make sense. So this is taking me back to LSAT Logic games, (laughs) if this, then that, (laughs) which is, uh, you know, that's what's happening. So it makes sense.
1: All right. So, Just in case everything has been too confusing, let me leave you with two things. First is short. Bottom line is, if you think a qualifying event has happened, try to book a new Lightning Lane. The worst that can happen is it'll say you're not eligible yet. So definitely just keep trying to book them. And as you get more practice with it, you know, I know this is an audio podcast, so it's harder to like kind of conceptualize what's happening. But as you try it, you will get more used to it. The second thing I'll leave you with is I'll just talk a little bit about my day at Epcot and Magic Kingdom. So like I said, I booked the 10 o'clock Soren. I let it expire at 11, booked another Lightning Lane, tapped in to the attraction itself during my grace period, my 15-minute grace period, around 11.05 or maybe 11.10, I don't remember. Booked another Lightning Lane. At that point, I was working with two Lightning Lanes for the rest of the day. I used one at Spaceship Earth. I had one hanging out in Magic Kingdom waiting for me. After Spaceship Earth, I think I rode that around 1220, 1230, like I said. That's when I went to the Contemporary to eat at Steakhouse 71. So after Spaceship Earth, Remember, I have one Lightning Lane sitting in Magic Kingdom already waiting for me for Park Hop. But after Spaceship Earth, I booked a second Lightning Lane to wait for me in Magic Kingdom. I think it was like Big Thunder and Jungle Cruise because Jungle Cruise goes fast. In fact, Jungle Cruise goes faster than Big Thunder at the Magic Kingdom, at least when I was there. Then I went and ate lunch and had food coma. You'll hear about that in two episodes, etc., etc. Two hours passed between when I made that Jungle Cruise reservation. So two hours after that Jungle Cruise reservation, I had another chance to make a Lightning Lane allotment. And at that point, I booked Splash, I think. So when I rolled into Magic Kingdom at three o'clock, I had Big Thunder Mountain, Jungle Cruise, and Splash Mountain all lined up. And then for the rest of the day, every time I rode an attraction, I just booked a new Lightning Lane. Like I said, if you have three, that's enough. So that's kind of how you know I just took a bunch of these strategies, combined them into one, and that's how I rode 15 attractions that day and it could have been 18 or 19 if i didn't want to line up earlier for an enchantment slash was willing to go on the barnstormer which i was not
0: all right joe well i think my brain is officially fried after all of that i mean this is really complicated but you're like you say you know you have to do it to to fully conceptualize it and see it in action but excellent excellent investigative reporting from this trip
1: yeah i gotta say it was so much fun that's all that's all i could say about that
0: All right, Joe, let's close it out with our traditional Disney do or don't. What do you have for us?
1: All right. So my Disney do is with Genie Plus, you do really have to be flexible. You can have a plan for like what rides you're going to book in what order or whatever, but you really need to be flexible. It's almost like a dance. You're looking at how the return times are changing throughout the day and seeing like what is more popular or less popular on a given day and it might be different than what you originally planned. For example, I really wanted to ride on Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios, but Tower of Terror broke down at like 2 p.m. or something like that. And then from that point on, I think because it broke down for so long, they just cut off Lightning Lane allotments for the rest of the day for that. So that totally threw a wrinkle in my plans. But then you know, you just kind of got to ride the wave. That's why I ended up booking Toy Story Mania. I couldn't book Tower of Terror. So Toy Story Mania was next on my list. So just make sure you're really flexible. It's best if one person in your party is in charge of this because, you know, it can get uh, very complicated. But if you just put in at least some effort, I think you'll be able to really maximize this and make it worth the $15. I, w- I will say really quickly on review, if Disney is going to make us pay for FastPass, quote unquote, I want a system that I feel like I can get more value out of. And I do feel like I can get, I don't know, $15 worth, but I can get more value out of this system than I could out of the old FastPass system. The way I think about it is the old FastPass system, I would pick three FastPasses to start with, but then do one at a time after that. But with this, I pick one Lightning Lane to start with. But if I play my cards right, I'm working with three at a time at the end of the day when I need to be more flexible. And I really like that.
0: All right. Well, I'm sure you angered some people with that bold comment, so we'll just leave it there.
1: Hey, I'm just saying we got to we got to look at the silver lining in every cloud. Absolutely. All right. Have you gone to play with landing lane yet? Let us know. Let us know if you have any data points that confirm or contradict some of the experiences that we had, because, again, I was just on the ground for a whirlwind 48 hours. Email us, disneydecipher at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. If you want to check out some of our stories from the trip, you can check out our new Instagram page, Disney Deciphered. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We will be covering Genie Plus again, talking about our best recommendations for each of the parks with Genie Plus. But we want to let a few more data points roll in before we get to that. So you can wait for that. And other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will say you, continuing to log in to my my disney experience even when i've tried to revoke permission
0: thanks joe